This next podcast has Wayne talking to Professor Warwick Anderson, Chief Executive of the National Health and Medical Research Council. Warwick, uh, thanks very much for your time today. Could I start the interview by asking you what industry trends you've noticed over the last couple of years? Well, I guess whether you're talking about the health industry or the research industry, which mm. of course is very closely linked, but also probably with different trends on the research industry, a few trends. First, increase, it's increasingly international, both at the individual researchers level, but also at the level of the NHMRC and our fellow organisations around the world. So um, it's a bit of a cliche and sometimes set as a criticism, but Australian researchers do travel a lot and they have to because that's a matter of um, you know having international collaborators and working with the best wherever they find around the world. So um, that's, uh, I think, a pretty strong trend. The other trend in research is increasing emphasis on what is sort of lazily called translation and that is make sure that the health system or innovative industries benefit from translating the research into better health care or new products or um, better ways of working in the health system. Now translation's an awful word because it sounds like it's written in Swahili and turned into English and perhaps that's sometimes nearly true but um, uh, knowledge transfer is probably a, a closer to what I think happened. In health, um, well I suppose uh, <coughs> in Australia since the election of the new government, uh, health reform and uh, uh, health reform in all its aspects, in prevention, in the delivery of health care, in the funding of health care is very much on the agenda and we're uh, still to wait to see the government's response to its very inqui- various inquiries there, but that's going to be that is already and it's going to be a a, a big um, central feature of health, uh, obviously over the next four or five years. Um, another uh, change, I suppose, is the increased emphasis on prevention. Now, in the research world. We've always been interested in that, but uh, it's uh, good to see um, the Minister Roxon's emphasis on that, and then the you know the, the roll out of that. And I think uh, um, you know we all want to stay healthy. Governments want us to stay healthy because it saves money, <laughs> and um, uh, we want to stay healthy for human reasons. You know, uh, um, chronic disease is an awful thing. Um, people living with chronic disease is tough on them. So big trend and an important one, I think, and leading to perhaps a re-emphasis on primary health care in a way that uh, we haven't. So it's a long answer to a mm. short question. No, no, thanks very much for that. And what do you see as being the key, key areas of focus for the NHMRC over the next uh, sort of three to five years? Well, our... our w- we see our role in three ways, four ways. I'll talk about ethics first. And uh, you know, we are the national body that looks after ethics, both ethics and health. Um, you know, 
transplantation ethics, uh, reproductive technology ethics, stem cell ethics, um, and so on. Um, and then our, our other three big trends really will be creating new knowledge. That's our big core activity. Nobody else in the country looks after that. That's our unique niche. Uh, so we'll be going on funding the best ideas that come out of the research sector and the best researchers and uh, hoping that uh, and feeling very confident that they will continue to, you know, transform health and uh, healthcare through research. Um, but an increased emphasis on that translation knowledge transfer I talked about earlier. Um, we've got specific plans and specific vehicles now into link healthcare professionals and uh, healthcare bodies and policy makers with researchers to try and activate that. Um, and then the third area will be building our uh, capacity to, to do that and there's two parts of that, the people, so we have, again have targeted schemes and um, um, what is sometimes called guidelines, which sounds deadly boring, but to try and, and it's a role we really do and we've got an increased emphasis on, to take what we know out of research and develop it in a way that helps healthcare professionals do their job based on readily accessible um, knowledge. Mm -hmm. So, you know, evidence-based guidelines on prevention of deep vein thrombosis while you're in hospital, um, just as an example. And also, in the public health arena, uh, we've just published the new alcohol drinking guidelines for Australia and uh, upset many people by lowering the, uh, our recommendation, particularly for men, and, um, uh, but based entirely on, on, on the evidence that's emerging. So um, uh, we're really thinking about how we can do that in a 21st century way more effectively. So they're the, mm. they're the big issues. Mm. And um, as a major provider of research grants, do you have a piece of advice you might give individuals or companies that are preparing a submission for research grants? Um, well, individuals, uh, probably most individuals who apply for us know what they need to do, and that is it's incredibly competitive. You know, that uh, um, first of all, the Australian Health and Medical Research workforce is exceptionally <laughs> Um, talented and you know you might think well he would say that but we've done uh, analyses of how they compare to international benchmarks and at the very top you know let alone average but if you look at the top one percent performing researchers around the world two to three percent of Australians are in that top one percent so it's bloody competitive so when people apply to us um, they, you know, the first thing you have to know is lots of good people applying. They're applying with lots of good ideas, and people are putting their applications together in exceptionally professional and competent ways. And people, sometimes people say, "Well, it's a really good idea, but it didn't get up." And if I look at them, uh, it's often, "Well, it's just not that well put together, not well argued, crisply argued, put your case forward." Uh, 
And I think that comes sometimes comes as a surprise to people who aren't, you know, our mainstream heavy appliers. Uh, just the level at which they have to get the application to, let alone, you know, their, their own achievements. So, uh, so knowing it's competitive, knowing that um, we fund about 20% only of the applications that come to us, so you've got to have everything as perfectly lined up as you possibly can in terms of just the, the professionalism of applying. Mm. And it has to be a good idea, you know. Um, it's judged eventually by three external reviewers and a panel of about ten people who know their bananas. Uh, so um, if you're spinning it as opposed to basing it on real evidence um, then you're not going to get it either so it's tough and how do you feel Australia performs in relation to research on a world scale I mean you just said that of the top 1% 2 or 3% are Australians which I guess implies we uh, perhaps punch above our weight a little bit like we do in a lot of areas such as sport as well and various other uh, other arts and so on but do you think we can learn things from overseas and can we improve yeah uh, we certainly can, as, as, as ever. But you know, just let me restate that um, in health and medical research, um, we've got a class field, you know, and um, uh, all sorts of ways of measuring that. I mentioned one. Another one is how many um, uh, Nobel prizes Australians have won, and since the um, Second World War, we're up in the top five countries because mostly US, but after that, that's pretty damn good. And uh, the last 10 or 12 years, um, uh, um, uh, both Doherty and uh, Warren and Marshall, um, I think that's probably country number three over that 15 years. So, you know, we're, there's lots of objective evidence that what I claim and I guess what I would claim, but but is is true. But what can we learn? Well, first of all, we're we're a smallish advanced country, so an advanced country in research, but with a smallish um, uh, research sector, and so we're not equally strong in all areas. Um, we're we you know strong in immunology and cardiovascular science and. Um, neuroscience, but um, we we have gaps as as you you would expect, I suppose. Um, one area that we're not as strong as we need to be, and we can learn from Canada and the UK, is research into the health system itself. So, systems research. Um, we've got some total stars already, but we need we need more because this is, by some measures, Australia's biggest industry, health. So. You know, we need people who can analyse and and, uh, research the system itself. Um, Back in the 90s, we, um, as a country, didn't participate in the Human Genome Project, and I think that dropped us behind in some of the sort of cutting-edge areas such as bioinformatics. But we have just signed up to one of the successes of the Human Genome Project, called the International Cancer Genome Consortium, and uh, we're going to do two cancers for the world, uh, and um, that's you know our group doing that are absolute front 
cutting edge internationally uh, at the University of Queensland and bioinformatics, which I mentioned earlier we might have fallen behind on, will be revved up in this country by our participating in there and some other measures that we're doing. Great, thanks very much.